It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance, the Vegas Golden Knights. Defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. to The final score, Vegas improved to 22-9-1, 45 points on the year, and astoundingly 14-2-1 on the road. To help us break this one down, we go back to Chicago, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? You look at the last two games for the Golden Knights on the road, two wins in two very different ways in Winnipeg, kind of outscoring some of uh, some of the issues defensively. But tonight, it was a committed 60-minute effort for the Golden Knights on the defensive side of the puck. It was good, and it was expected given the caliber of play we've seen from the Blackhawks. You know, they just gave up seven goals the other day to Alex Ovechkin and his hat trick and the 800 goals, third guy in history to do that. And, uh, you know, it, it just, there, there are moments where the Blackhawks, uh, Blackhawks look like uh, the team that they could be, but they mm-hmm. seem to become disheartened more than you'd expect, uh, especially at this stage of the season. It's, it, it looked like a team more like in, you know, late March that was not going to make the playoffs with not all that much to play for, rather than a team here in, it's not even Christmas yet, they haven't even played 30 games yet. Um, you know, yeah. it, it looked like that at times. But, uh, you know, the Knights did what they needed to do. You give the Knights credit, as, as you rightfully did. And especially the, the guys like Pahal and Miramanov, not to mention Ben Hutton, who, you know, hasn't played much yeah. this year, but it, it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. You know, you bring up Miramanov and, and Braden Pahal, another strong effort from him tonight. And I think it just kind of speaks, obviously, to the depth, right, that's been built within the organization and how the Henderson Silver Knights have really been a, a proving ground for some of the players that are jumping in as the Golden Knights are again going through some injuries. Yeah, I thought it was interesting what Braden said to us on the pregame show today, asking about going through training camp and then in Henderson that the coaching staff there is the same but they've changed the system to align with the Golden Knights system introduced by mm-hmm. its new head coach, Bruce Cassidy, and defense coach, John Stevens. And then Braden told us he felt that the new system, Bruce Cassidy's system, actually suits his game better when we asked why. He said, because it allows me to kill plays. And that mm-hmm. suits his game. He likes being able to do that. And just the way that uh, you know, he can kill plays deep, uh, the style, the, you know, the Saskatchewan brand of hockey, so to speak. Uh, I think that that was an interesting comment from Braden. And, you know, last year he was nervous. I remember talking to him before the game in Winnipeg when he made his debut and then talking to him today and even after the game in Winnipeg the other day, just so much more relaxed. And then you could see mm-hmm. it translate to his play on the ice. You know, uh, there might be a, a miscue here or there. But on the whole, you just see a more confident player, a guy making plays that you know, I didn't see in March when he had his couple of games. Different spot, different circumstances. But you know, if you can rely on Braden Pahal at this juncture right now, right-handed defenseman, the Knights, uh, of course, are without their three regular right-handed defensemen, or at least the right side. Theodore is a lefty who plays on the right side. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there. And then another thing the Golden Knights have been able to rely on at least the last couple uh, of games has been their power play. It's it's certainly been moving pucks well. It's been setting up some really dangerous looks, and it converts once again with, with just great puck movement. Uh, 
I'm really liking the decisiveness on the man advantage right now that the Golden Knights are showing. It's fresh, and I wonder, you know, part of that is you've got Daniil Miramanov, you've got, at least mm -hmm. had Paul Cotter. Uh, that freshness, different players, I wonder how much that gives the other players a spark. You know, sometimes, you know, the same group, kind of doing the same things, it becomes deliberate and maybe a little bit stale. So maybe that's, that's part of it. But uh, then you have other guys converted. It had been so the other day, and now Chandler Stevenson in this one. You needed Chandler to snap out of that goal drought. He had a few good chances in the first period, and then you, you wonder if that is the catalyst for him to break out with goals. Of course, he's been getting the assist, but you, know, you expect someone like that to score more goals than just seven at this point. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Saturday night against the Islanders? Uh, it's snowing outside. <laughs> I, I hope it's not in Las Vegas. Mountains are okay, but uh, when we get back tonight, we'll uh, begin thinking about, you know, that the conversation of the home record. They've been so good on the road. Mm -hmm. That continues. Can they finally snap that narrative of struggling at home where they are just 8-7? and seven? All right. Well, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night. Safe travels, and we'll chat with you on Saturday. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you. That is Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping us break down a 4-1 victory for Vegas over the Chicago Blackhawks. 22-9-1 so far on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights, 45 points. And, you know, I, I look at this game through a number of different lenses, and we, we kind of touched on a few of them with Dan Duva just now. You've got Henderson Silver Knights players in Braden Pahal in, at, at times, obviously, Daniil Mirmanov. You've got Logan Thompson playing meaningful minutes, came up through the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, Paul Cotter, who has been really a player that's stepped into any role that's been asked of him so far this season and has become a full-time NHL player because of it. What you've got is a feeder system for the Vegas Golden Knights that before this season, I think you can rely upon. Like, you didn't have it so much last year. It was kind of hold on with the with two hands on the wheel and hope that what you're bringing up, what, what the guys you're calling up can kind of fill into a spot and give you something. But right now, I think what the Golden Knights are getting out of Miramanov, out of Braden Pahal, out of Paul Cotter, out of Jake LeCision is meaningful minutes that you're not sitting there saying, okay, it's not going to work out or how long can it work out for? I think what you're getting is players with a little bit more confidence, players that are a little bit more ready for the moment, and players that I think if you can isolate the injuries that the Golden Knights are going through right now to maybe a 10-12 to 12 game stretch in this moment, and you don't have recurring injuries, you don't have second and third waves that the Golden Knights are going to have to, to work around over the course of the remainder of the season, then I think that this is an opportunity for some young guys to fill in with some meaningful minutes, play some big-time moments for the Golden Knights, and get that confidence so that if you need them later on, they'll be a valuable part of your team. With Daniil Miramanov, I'm telling you, the way that this kid attacks seems, it's fantastic. I love to watch Miramanov in transition because the way that he thinks about how he's going to attack, and you see it on the play that he makes to set up Phil Kessel, it's just a give-and-go in the neutral zone. Miramanov finds Carlson, he jumps into a spot, he attacks space that's there when, when you don't have good gaps like Chicago did, and all of a sudden you create offense out of essentially nothing, out of a kind of a pedestrian play. So I love to see that from Daniil Miramanov. I, I think that this was one of those games for the Golden Knights where all things clicked into um, 
clicked into place for, for the Golden Knights. You had a strong defensive effort. Yeah, a lot of that is because Chicago's not particularly good. They looked listless at times, disinterested at times, but the Golden Knights still kept them largely to the outside. Strong defensive game. And then your offense, it, it found a way. You, you get a power play goal, a shorthanded goal, an empty net goal, and a 5-on-5 and a five five goal. It was really what you wanted to see across the board over a 60-minute effort from the Vegas Golden Knights. So big-time win for Vegas. You go out on a quick two-game road trip. You sweep that one. Now the question becomes, and it's one that we're going to probably spend a lot of time with over the course of tonight, how do you translate this game to home ice? Like, how do the Golden Knights take this game that they played against Chicago, and the, the opposition's going to matter to a degree for sure, but how do you replicate this game that you played tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks and put it together for four games on home ice going into the Christmas break? That's going to be a big question that we're going to explore over the course of the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Speaking of, we will be back on the other side of the break. It's the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. The, the lefty, we, you know, we talked about that, that they're going to take some... Um, they're going to try to take a stand at the blue line and be physical when they can. So you have to play behind them when they do that. And we, like I said, in the first period, we did it well, I thought. Better in the third. Unfortunately, just um, bench couldn't get, get his attention quick enough. It happened fast. Uh, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Um, I haven't looked at it closer, but the guys in there thought it was fine. It just wrong place, the wrong time. Although maybe not perfect, a good road win. I mean, you get a nice lead, you take advantage of things. Well, they're never perfect. It's, it's an imperfect league. Uh, you know, we're still trying to build our game like every team in the league. And I, I thought I'll be pleased watching the first and third period. The second, there'll be some teachable moments that our team goes through. We, we mismanage pucks at times, and that's why our second periods have been very uneven this year. So you want to get through that. But, again, we'll keep drilling down on it. The good news is we typically have a lead in the second, so that's a positive. And we're finding ways to finish games as well and get through those second periods. So that, that's how I took, took it. They're shorthanded goal by Riley, too. I mean, they, they have a first power play unit with five forwards out there. I mean, we talked about that this morning. I think one of you guys asked me that question. <laughs> one of the better ways to diffuse a bit of that is if you get a puck back, try to attack the forward, and Carlson did a good job with that. Now, most of the time, you're playing against four forwards a lot anyway, so you have that opportunity, and those two do it better than anybody. I think that's Riley's, I want to say, fourth or fifth shorty this year, and it's usually Carly getting on the puck in a good spot, so they have good chemistry that way. Bruce, have you ever had a team that's, for whatever reason, had this magic on the road like this team does so far? I mean, I think over the years, I'll go back to Boston, we just had a similar record home. And, you know what I mean? We had a veteran team that didn't care where they played. And, I, you know, we have a veteran enough group. Now, we're sprinkling some youth in there. Um, you never know, in Logan's case, right, as a goalie, if they're going to play, you know, how, that, how they're going to handle that. But our goaltenders have been good on the road. Um, I don't know. It's just worked out for us. We're, we're typically ready to play. Um, have not dug ourselves any holes on the road. I think the games we lost was in Calgary. We had a lead, and the other Edmonton was overtime, right? And 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 Pittsburgh, right? We had a lead in that game. So so, you know, clearly we've been able to, you know, to, to, to get to our game and or get back to our game. I guess better uh, on the road. And pucks pucks are going in more for us on the road. And I obviously hope that changes. We want to score in T-Mobile and score in both places. We just haven't buried our chances at home to get those leads and extend them and make life easier on us like we have been able to do on the road. Are there benefits now to having a more extended home stand? It'll be a week and a half leading up to the well, Christmas break, for, four games. For us, the fatigue factor is really, you know, that's, I think injuries start happening when there's a little bit of that going on, and we've had a really taxing schedule, I, I, I find. Um, we're on the road a lot. We've had two trips east already, come back from those trips, got to play basically right away. Um, 
every second night now till Christmas, till the Christmas break. So for us, this is, a, as I said, it's a bit of the dog day. So going home should be nice for our guys to relax, heal up a little bit, get some rest in their own bed. Yet we're still playing every second night. So what it does, it takes away from your practice time. And um, that's when you want your game to be good. You know, if you're struggling and you need to fix stuff and you're playing a lot, that, that's when teams, I think that's when team seasons get away from them. Like they can't fix it because, you know, guys are just fatigued and you got to rest. So we're in a position, at least our game is, I'm not going to say it's, perfect by any means but it's in a good place for the most part that we don't have to work on stuff every day as opposed to maybe getting some rest which what you're what we're trying to do now we're back to the vegas golden knights post game show presented by triple a insurance now here's your host ryan wallace Triple A insurance post game show the vegas golden knights defeat the chicago blackhawks four to one the final score from Chicago, we just heard from Bruce Cassidy. A couple of things to, to pick apart in there, but first, the post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Paul Cotter takes a big hit in the second period from Jared Tenorti. To me, it looked shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. It looked clean. It was a big collision. Paul Cotter left the game, did not return in the third period and no real update as of yet on Paul Cotter. Not sure if he's going to be out for a game, if he's going to be out at all. Uh, that's going to be further evaluation and, and probably information we get over the next couple of days when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. But it is worth pointing out at the moment what the Golden Knights are looking at in terms of the injuries that they are facing. You've got Alex Petrangelo out for uh, personal reasons. You've got Shea Theodore out week to week, Jack Eichel out day to day, and Zach Whitecloud out month to month. So for the Golden Knights, I think it would be a really big, big loss if Paul Cotter was unable to go, right? Like that's the big thing for me is you've got a, a player in Paul Cotter who has fit incredibly well on the top line alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. And if you all of a sudden have to try to fill that spot, now you've got to take away from other lines. Now you've got to take away from different situations. Now you could go Will Carrier up on the top line. You could go with Phil Kessel. I think that would probably be the one that makes the most sense. But by and large, I think if you're the Golden Knights going into Saturday night's game against the New York Islanders, you're hoping you're hoping, right, that it's it's Paul Cotter back in the lineup because, again, he's been very good, very direct north-south with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. And I would make the argument over the last couple of games, Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, they have looked themselves, they have been very, very good for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, a couple of things that I want to kind of pick apart with, with Bruce Cassidy's uh, post-game comments. He talked about, again, a second period where the Golden Knights had some teachable moments. Uh, puck management wasn't great, but there wasn't really a lot going on on either side. Now, even though the Golden Knights didn't push the pace offensively, they still defended the front of the net pretty well in that second period. I, I, think, I look at the first period, the third period, Golden Knights were very good. Chicago didn't really have much of a push until maybe seven or eight minutes left in the third period. That's uh, kind of about the time where Chicago figured I ah, will play some hockey at, at this point. Again, at times looked very, very disinterested. I think Dan kind of made the comment that Chicago looked like a team in March that had been eliminated from the playoffs and we're not even to Christmas yet. Um, but it's the, the idea of where the Golden Knights are at right now on the road, winning games on the road versus 
losing games or not necessarily finding results on home ice. Bruce Cassidy said that, that the Golden Knights are getting pucks to go in on the road. That's for sure. You've got 10 goals over the last two games on the road for the Vegas Golden Knights. It certainly has been a struggle to score on home ice, but I think that the inability to put the puck in the back of the net kind of goes in line with the Golden Knights having a harder time getting back to their game when they're on when they're on home ice. I don't know why it is. I don't know why when there are ebbs and flows in a game on home ice, the Golden Knights are unable to get things back on the rails. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. However, I do look at tonight's game as a blueprint for the Golden Knights going forward over the next four games on home ice. Play a simplified game. More north-south routes. Less east-west. Put pucks behind defensemen. Go and get them. And then in that, in, when you're able to do that, you're able to open things up a little bit for transition as well. I think for the Golden Knights, treating Saturday night against the Islanders as a road game is the way that you've got to go about things. You've got to find a way to, to, to convert. You've got to find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. But you can also do that by playing a very simplified game, north-south game. And if the Golden Knights do that, I think they'll be able to find some success on home ice. And you know what? I'll tell you, the, the travel back, it's less than what they've had to deal with before. You've got four games every other day. Get, to get into a little bit of a rhythm. I think for the Golden Knights, this is a very, very important homestand coming up going into the Christmas break. But with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. to The final score, Vegas improves to 22-9-1, 45 points on the year. First place in the Pacific Division, first place in the Western Conference. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Uh, it was a pretty tentative start to the game by both teams, uh, but the Golden Knights started to tilt the ice late in the first period after Chandler Stevenson drew a boarding penalty. He got the Golden Knights on the board with a power play goal. Into the right circle now for Stevenson. Back up top, settled by Miramanov. To the left, Marchessault. Side of the net, Stone backdoor, score! Chandler Stevenson, so close to scoring moments ago, chips in the bottom of the right circle, a power play goal. Vegas leads 1-0. Seventh goal of the year for Chandler Stevenson, a power play goal from Mark Stone and Jonathan Marcheseau. 14-41 of the first period, made it 1-0 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 1-0 lead into the second period, and early on in the second period, Mike Matteo was called for a holding penalty putting Vegas back on the penalty kill. However, with the Hawks going with a five-forward configuration, William Carlson and Riley Smith went to work as Smith scored his league-leading fourth shorthanded goal of the year. Now, William Carlson intercepts the pass. He's off to the races. Shorthanded. Carlson, right circle to the net. Stick lifted. Could not get a shot away. Patrick Kane pursuing them. Great job. Now feed to the middle. Smith scores! Shorthanded goal! Not on the rush, the recovery by William Carlson. Riley Smith deposits his fourth shorthanded goal of the year. 13th goal of the year for Riley Smith, 
fourth shorty of the year for Riley. The assist to William Carlson, three minutes, 56 seconds into the second period, made it 2 to nothing Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 2 nothing lead into the third period and added to it as Daniil Miramanov made a fantastic play on the rush to set up Phil Kessel's sixth goal of the year. And then McNabb plays the puck across to Miramanov, right side, into the zone, Carlson. Back for Miramanov, needs another pass, they score! Miramanov makes a beautiful dish to the left side of the crease. Phil Kessel reaches over and taps it home. 3-0 Golden Knights. Sixth of the year for Phil Kessel from Daniil Miramanov and William Carlson. Eight minutes, eight seconds of the third period. Made it 3 to nothing Vegas. Shortly after that goal from Phil Kessel, the Blackhawks started to push, and, tri and Logan Thompson had to make our AAA insurance saves of the game. Knights converge on that loose puck. Far corner now, it's Philip Kurashev. McNabb takes a spill. Hawks get the puck. Kurashev, side of the goal, save, rebound, kick, save! Thompson to his right, the recovery. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So big time stops there from Logan Thompson. However, that push that Chicago was on resulted in Taylor Radish spoiling the shutout for Logan Thompson. Smith reaches in on Taves. Bottom of the right circle. Across to the left. Radish shoots. He scores. Taylor Radish gets Chicago on the board. And the Knights lead trimmed. Now 3-1 Golden Knights. Ninth goal of the year for Taylor Radish. The assist to J Jonathan Taves and Seth Jones at 16.06 of the third period made it 3-1 Vegas. But Riley Smith, with the game winding down, would ice it with an empty net goal. 39 seconds to go. Smith up with the puck. Got it to center. Marcia still with the red line. Back to Smith into the zone towards the open net. He waits. He shoots. He scores. Empty net goal for Riley Smith. Two goals today. 4-1. Golden Knights. 30 seconds to play. Goal number 14 for Riley Smith. The assist to Jonathan Marcia. So at 19.30 of the third period made it 4-1 Vegas. And all that was left in this game was the final call. Six seconds to go. Lecision watches it go back to the Hawks line. Two, one, zero. And that is all she wrote in Chicago. Final score, Golden Knights four, Blackhawks one. There you have it, four to one, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights, they defeat the Chicago Blackhawks four to one. Improved to 14-2-1 on the road. It's an astounding road record right now for the Vegas Golden Knights, but the, the goal at this point in time for Vegas with a four-game homestand going into the Christmas break is to find some of that road magic on home ice at T-Mobile Arena because the Golden Knights certainly want to bring some victories to their home crowd. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. <laughs> We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks. 4-1 the final score from Chicago. Vegas 22-9-1 on the year. 45 points, tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. 14-2-1 
on the road. And, you know, as Bruce Cassidy kind of recounted the losses on the road, he picks out Calgary. The Golden Knights had a 2-0 lead in that game. And Pittsburgh, the Golden Knights had a 2-0 lead in that game. So starting on time on the road, check. Getting to their game, finding their game, check. Like, this team has been so, so dominant on the road. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was the Golden Knights kind of, you know, wading into the waters. It was a very tentative start to the game. Really not a lot of action in the first 8 to 10 minutes. But then all of a sudden, the Golden Knights start to tilt the ice in their favor, start to find some some plays down low in the offensive zone. You get an early goal on the power play in the first period. Then you get another special teams goal, a shorthanded goal attacking the Chicago Blackhawks, who go five forwards on the power play in the second period. So you've got a power play goal, a shorthanded goal, Going into the third period, you finally get your 5-on-5 goal. It's just a great play, an excellent read from Daniil Mirmanov, jumping into space, attacking the seam, attacking the zone, and he's able to find Phil Kessel for uh, your third goal of the game. It's 3-0 lead, and yes, Chicago pushes back. Yes, they finally get one by Logan Thompson, but the, the response is there. The Golden Knights don't allow too much momentum to swing in the Blackhawks' favor, And as a result, the Golden Knights get their second win on the road in two games. They get four points on this quick two-game road trip, and they do it in very different ways. High scoring, outscoring your issues defensively against the Winnipeg Jets, and just a very responsible, tight 60-minute effort against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Golden Knights are next in action on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the New York Islanders. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Black the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. The final score, you get a goal from Chandler Stevenson on the power play. You get a shorthanded goal from Riley Smith. You get a five-on-five even strength goal from Phil Kessel. And an empty net goal from Riley Smith. That's the scoring summary for the Vegas Golden Knights. Logan Thompson picks up his 14th win of the year. And the Golden Knights improve to 14-2-1 on the road. Just an astounding number for the Vegas Golden Knights. So you look at the last two wins for Vegas, the last two road wins for Vegas, Winning in very different ways. Their wins, their their two points, it all makes sense there. But I've been impressed by the range the Golden Knights have had on the road. It's time they bring that home. 702-876-1340 is the number. Listen, I was not here on Tuesday. I hope y'all called in on Tuesday night because that was an, an entertaining game between Vegas and Winnipeg. But I'm back. I want to talk to you. It's your post-game show. 
pick up the phone right now and give me a call. 702-876-1340. This was exactly the type of game that I was expecting. The Golden Knights score. They shut things down defensively. And I think it's a building block going into a four-game homestand heading into the Christmas break. The question I have for you is, what differences do you see in the Golden Knights game on the road versus at home? And what can the Golden Knights take from these last two victories onto home ice on Saturday night against the Islanders at T-Mobile Arena? 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I don't want to hurt your feelings, but having Brian on that last game was actually advantageous because I asked him who could come up from the Silver Knights, and he, of course, has a better knowledge of the Silver Knights than you do, if you, if I may say so, with with respect, yeah, of course. Would, would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> he would. So at any rate, I wanted to put a finer point on something you said on the last time you hosted this show, which uh, is going back early in the week. And you, you made mention, because the caller was really nasty about there's no verb, there's no excitement in this Golden Knights team, and there just hasn't been, it hasn't been the same since year one. And you said, and I'm not quoting, but you said, let's put that to bed. Let's just mm-hmm. put it away because it's over. It's six years ago. And I equate it to a guy wins second place in a golf tournament or a gal. And then they put it up on the shelf, and they admire the trophy. And then the next year, they they make the final cut. You know, they're in the they're on the top of the leaderboard, but they don't win the tournament. And the next year, they're on the leaderboard, but they don't quite win it. And that equates to what the Knights did in years uh, two, three, and then again in four, and then in five. Oh, I hurt my knee. I can barely make it into the tournament, and I get I don't even make the cut. So. If I can put it into terms that maybe some people will be able to grasp, yes, you're absolutely right, Ryan. Put the darn thing to bed and let's move forward because this team really could hoist the cup. This is a team that could do it. Uh, do you think there was method in the madness in starting Logan in the game today and Aiden in the other game? Well, I mean, Aiden Hill has been historically very, very good against the Winnipeg Jets. He was very good against Winnipeg uh, in in his starts earlier this season. I, I think that, you know, Bruce Cassidy kind of mentioned it, right? He wanted to provide a little bit more competition with goaltending. And, you know, I think to a degree that makes a lot of sense because while Logan Thompson has been very, very good and Aiden Hill has been very, very good, I think that you've got to put carrots in front of uh, in front of players. You have to have a little bit of friendly competition. And though Logan had kind of taken over the number one starts, I, I think with Aiden playing some really strong games, uh, I think the last two outings that he had prior to the Winnipeg game, he allowed one goal in, in both of those contests. When you're struggling to score goals and you're, you're not quite sure what you're going to get with injuries, I think you, you want to give the guy a shot. So I think that there was absolutely method to the madness and that you went back to Aiden Hill. You're going on kind of a one-on-one-off rotation right now. And I think you're looking for the competition between two, both guys to level up their play. Well, I'm, I'm going to reserve any further comment about home versus road until I see what happens these next few days. We've got eight points sitting on the board against teams with losing records at home mm-hmm. here in the next week. 
every one of them has a losing record. We should be able to get six to eight points, and if we don't, I'm going to be real disappointed. Well, the the New York Islanders don't have a losing record. They are 17, 12, and one, so they're sitting in a wild card spot in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. But you know, your point is well taken in that there are very winnable games right now on uh, on home ice for the Vegas Golden Knights. And thanks, Mike, for the call. What it comes down to, what it boils down to, what what I see from the Golden Knights in terms of what they do on the road versus what they do at home, they need to simplify the game. I think that there, there's only so many ways you can kind of go about it. And, you know, one of the things I think the Golden Knights are doing really well and they've done really well on the road is their breakouts have been better and it's allowed them to win those those battles on the wall. It's allowed them to get through the neutral zone with a little bit more speed. It's allowed their transition game to open up and flourish a bit. But they've also been willing to dump pucks behind the defense. They've been willing to go get pucks back down low in the offensive zone. And, you know, more than anything, I think right now, the, the, the biggest cause for optimism going into this homestand for the Golden Knights is that their power play is absolutely clicking. Like, the Golden Knights went one for one on the power play. They, they scored a couple of power play goals in Winnipeg. Like, this is a team right now that's finding rhythm and consistency with the man advantage. And I think it's not really all that surprising to me that Daniil Miramanov is a part of it. This guy moves pucks quickly. And I think the biggest thing that Bruce Cassidy was kind of talking about when it came to the power play going into this season, understanding it needed to be improved, the biggest thing that Bruce Cassidy was trying to implement was quick puck movement. Passing the puck gets you farther quicker when you're trying to break down penalties, penalty kills. I know you've got a lot of talent, and I know that there are guys that are going to hold on to pucks and make plays. That's, that's great when it happens. But by and large, when you want to be successful on the power play, there are high percentage plays that you're looking to make. And the one that the Golden Knights made tonight to Chandler Stevenson was as high percentage as you're going to get. Chandler Stevenson was looking at a wide open net. Why? Because the Golden Knights were able to make four passes in a row, tape to tape, faster than the penalty kill could respond, faster than the seams could could close up, and that's why the Golden Knights were able to get a one nothing lead in this game. 702-876-1340. That's the number. We're talking about a first-place team in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. 22 wins for the Vegas Golden Knights in 32 games. Right? Like, that's an astounding number of wins. This phone should be ringing off the hook. 702-876-1340. What's your prediction for the homestand? I want to see if I can get a bite there. What do you predict the Golden Knights are going to be able to do on this homestand? You've got four games. You've got the Islanders. You've got the Savers. You've got Arizona. And then you've got um, you've got one more game, which is escaping me at the moment because that's what happens. You've got the the rain. You've got the Islanders, Buffalo, Arizona, and St. Louis. Right? Those are the next four games for the Vegas Golden Knights. As Mike said, he's looking for six points out of a possible eight. What are you looking for on the homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights? Keeping in mind that this team is eight and seven right now at home. Four games, winnable all of them. 702-876-1340. Tell me what your expectations are, what you want to see from the Golden Knights on the homestand. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Frankie. Hey, Frankie, how you doing? If them Knights beat the, the Coyotes in this four-game homestand, I'll be happy if we get two points out of the field. Let's be real. Really? 
you, the kid's you, been you're, you're, you'll be happy whole, with two points? Season. I'm sorry, say that again? The kid's been standing on his head the whole season. The New York game, we should have gotten beat like about 7-2, to two, as many saves as okay. we Okay. And as far so, as the fans so, go, so let's stay in the seats until the game's over. Let's not give up when, when we go down a goal or two. And that's all I so, got to say. Let's so just for, stay positive. So, so you're saying that if you, if you win one out of the next four on home ice, you're, you're good with that? Come on. After, after we did Boston and Boston came back and beat us here, just like we did Buffalo, what's going to happen when they come back the here? Best team. Saturday night with the two best guys and the, the best duo in hockey, we got Dreisaitl and, and McGregor. Uh, they, they're going to – let's just hope for the best. Let's be real. We can beat the – the, the Ducks, maybe, but the Kings kind of own us. So I'm looking for, like, four points in the next six games, to be real. Well, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not playing Edmonton. They're not playing L.A. They're playing the Islanders, the Sabres, Arizona, and St. Louis. So, so against those four teams on home ice, what are you looking for? The Blues own us, first off. As we own the, the Blackhawks, great win tonight. I'm just hoping for, so you're, so for, you're for sticking, two you're, out of six. You're sticking with two, two points against Let's Arizona. Two out of eight. Two out of the eight. Yeah, I, I, I disagree 100% on that, Frank, and thanks for the call. Um, listen, the Islanders are an interesting team. Uh, I'll be honest, with Barry Trotz at the helm, there was – a strong push for anti-hockey. That's how, that's how I would classify the New York Islanders. I think it's a little bit different now. Uh, the Islanders is going to be the first the Golden Knights have at, at the New York Islanders. I think that's going to be a tough game. I, I still think it's a game the Golden Knights should be able to find a way to win. Um, from there, you've got Buffalo, who the old Golden Knights went uh, into Buffalo. Jack Eichel had a half four-point uh, third period. Just a phenomenal game. I think the Golden Knights are going to have a lot of juice Arizona is a game you should win, absolutely. And then the St. Louis Blues, they have been hot and cold, up and down. They are a team that I don't think anyone can have an accurate read on. They've got Jordan Biddington and Nett, who implodes at times. So I think it's it's kind of ridiculous, frankly, um, to say that you're looking for just a win against Arizona. I think it certainly undersells the, the caliber of team that the Golden Knights have. So, I, I mean... I'm I'm kind of right there with Mike in that I think you're you're looking at six out of eight points. You're looking at an opportunity to get yourself right on home ice going into the holiday season. I, I think that's going to be a big one for the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey Rita, how you doing? Okay, first off, nobody freaking owns the Knights. We got it. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, Rita, I missed you. Just saying, oh, well, we missed you too, honey. Glad you're feeling better. Uh, second Thank of you. all, the only thing I got is we're going to do a sweep at home. That's it. That's my, that's my take. We're going to do a sweep, and I don't know who the hell Frank is, but I'll be expecting an apology on Twitter when we win them all. All right, fantastic stuff, Rita. Thanks for the call. Rita predicting four out of four on home ice going into the Christmas break. That's something I can wrap my head around. 702-876-1340 is the number. I want to hear from you. What are your expectations going into a four-game homestand with the Golden Knights picking up another two wins on home uh, on the road? I know it's been a rough 
go of late on home ice, but I think the Golden Knights are ready to turn it around. I want to know what you're expecting from Vegas over the course of the next four games on home ice. 702-876-1340. It's the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1, the final score. Vegas 22-9-1, 45 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference. What are your expectations going into a four-game homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights? You've got the Islanders, you've got the Sabres, you've got the Coyotes, and you got the Blues. What are you looking for points-wise? What do you want to see from the Golden Knights? 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Travis. Hey, Travis, how you doing? Doing good. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So, I'm thinking if we could win three out of the four games at T-Mobile, I think we're going to be in good shape. I'm going to the game against the Coyotes yep. next week, so I'm excited about that. But, nice. um, I think since the power play is rolling, I could see them winning three out of the four games. You know what, Travis? I'm I'm right there with you, and and thank you for the call. Like I know that it's kind of trendy at the moment, right? To be like, well, the Golden Knights are eight and seven at home, so they're just they're never going to win uh, on home ice. It's just going to be a thing where they're 500 all year long. I don't believe that that's the case, and I think that you hit on one of the main points on why I believe that. The power play is consistent. The power play is strong right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're moving it around. They're finding consistency, and I think. For a team that has struggled to score on home ice, getting the power play rounding into form is maybe the easiest way, the best way to kind of buoy yourself when things aren't going right. So getting back to your game, handling momentum shifts, those are all going to be important, but the power play right now for the Golden Knights is a great cause of optimism. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Keith. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Yeah, hi, Ryan. Uh, yeah, as far as the uh, four-game home stretch coming up here, Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's a tough call right now because we lost another solid player tonight. Hopefully, not for an extended period of time. That's going to weigh in a lot. And if you wouldn't mind, could I ask you a question about uh, the mm-hmm. Petrangelo circumstances? We know it's probably sure. it's a touchy subject. Probably it's personal, but um, you know he's got a contract to play hockey, and uh, yeah, we I, sure, I, that's, certainly that, could use him at not... this time. That's not the take I'd, I'd have. Um, Keith, I, thank you for the call. I Listen, I don't know any of the particulars when it comes to Alex Petrangelo and, and what he's dealing with, but um, I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. Contract, no contract, whatever it is, I don't care. There's literally nothing in the world, hockey included, that's more important than whatever's going on with Alex Petrangelo and his family. So that that's you're to me for me you're barking up the wrong tree. There's there's absolutely no reason to bring um, contract contractual status into this. Alex Petrangelo is away from the team, dealing with a personal matter. That's as much as the fans need to know. That's as much as it needs to go. And there really doesn't have to be any more discussion about it. it would you would you love to have Alex Petrangelo available to you? Absolutely. But with the fact of the matter is, uh, family means everything period full stop that's really all i'm going to entertain on that uh, we're back with more on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas back to your calls on the extended vegas golden knights post game show here's ryan wallace 
Extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1 the final score. Vegas 22-9-1 on the year, 45 points. Tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference. Uh, speaking of that Pacific Division, the Golden Knights with uh, a sizable lead right now over the Los Angeles Kings, who are in second place with 37 points. Eight points up on L.A. and ten points up on Seattle. So good news there from the Vegas Golden Knights perspective. They're continuing to pad their lead, continuing to find ways to bank two points with players out of the lineup. That's that's kind of the big thing for me is that the Golden Knights with adversity. First 15, 16 games of the year, really not a lot of adversity faced by the Vegas Golden Knights. Everything was kind of rolling along. You had the lineup you were looking for. You had the the combinations that you were looking for. And the Golden Knights were picking up wins. They were finding ways. Uh, Now it's finding ways, but in a very different situation. You're finding ways without Petrangelo, without Shea Theodore, without Zach Whitecloud, without Jack Eichel. Potentially without Paul Cotter. We'll see. Paul Cotter left the game today in the second period after taking a big hit. Whether or not Paul will be in the lineup on Saturday night remains to be seen, but the Golden Knights will next be in action on Saturday night at 7 o'clock against the New York Islanders. It's a four-game homestand for Vegas. You've got the Islanders, you've got the Sabres, you've got the Coyotes, and you've got the Blues before the Golden Knights head into the three-day Christmas break. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Chris Chapman back in the studio, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input, your calls, and your takes, even if I don't agree with some of them, specifically players and their right to be with their family. That all being said, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Saturday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.